Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. So in our last podcast, we looked at the 20 teams that aren't making the playoffs this season. This one, we're going to concentrate on the teams that are in the wildcard round. So there are eight teams playing. Yeah. So we're going to start on, for us, in the UK, Saturday night, which is 9.35pm. Yeah. Obviously, it's about six o'clock in the, in the US. And it's the Buffalo Bills at the Houston Texans. Uh, both of them have a 10-6 and six record. The Bills have a 6-2 and two away record, which is great. Yeah. Houston have a 5-3 and three home record. Also good. Obviously, we're looking at the two quarterbacks here. Josh Allen, uh, he's thrown for over 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Deshaun Watson, 3,852 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Uh, rushers, we've got Devin Singletary against Carlos Hyde. If they use him. <laughs> what Carlos Hyde no Devin Singletary <laughs> well he's done 775 yards in his rookie season and two touchdowns Carlos Hyde has done over a thousand yards rushing and six touchdowns mm. which is pretty good actually because the Texans aren't known for really running the ball not since Arian Foster was around yep. and on the receiving side the top targets first of all for the Bills is John Brown he's had 72, 72 receptions this year 1060 yards and six touchdowns and about 60% of targets as well yeah and on the Houston side, it's DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. 104 <laughs> receptions, 1,165 yards, and seven touchdowns. So talk to me about this game, Dave. It's obviously uh, Houston backed off week 17 to allow the, t- the Titans in, which is always a bit of a weird one. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like it either, but it still means that they had the uh, four seed mm. as winning the AFC South. The Bills get through second in the AFC East, which is good for them because obviously it's been a bit of a drought in terms of like productive playoff time, that they got in a couple of years ago for the first time they got rammed by the, the Jags in the wildcard round. So yeah. they're hoping with Josh Allen now under centre, they're going to have some better luck. I don't necessarily think this is battle of the quarterbacks. Okay. I think Josh Allen is what he is. Um, he is? I like him to watch. I think he's entertaining. I don't necessarily know if I trust him. I hope he gets a playoff win. Um, I want Ooh. the Bills to win this game. Oh. Um, Apparently, Will Fuller is going to play. Is he? I didn't think Appar- that was Well, he, Bill O'Brien has said, he's playing, which almost certainly <laughs> means he probably won't. In the boot. JJ Watt might be back. Back, We don't know yet. Yeah, JJ Watt is back. He has been activated yeah. from his torn pec. Well, he's been he's, he's been pulled back off IR, but it doesn't necessarily mean he'll play. He's well, no. He'll back for some point. But apparently, um, Will Fuller is going to play. It depends on which version of Will Fuller we get, because he makes a massive, massive difference to that team. Yeah. But also, J.J. Watt, they'll probably dress him, won't they, for the game? Yeah, yeah. Just might he'll be snapped. suited and booted. We'll see how it goes. He'll do I a guess. John Terry. He'll, he'll be there just in figure. But no, <laughs> the, is, the issue, I think, is in this game is going to be the Texans' offense and the Bills' defense. That's the big That's the big decider, I think. Yeah. Because what you've got is two immovable objects in the Texans' D, uh, the Texans offense against the Bills' defense. Bills' D. And on the other side of that, you've got the Texans' defence, which ain't great, and you've got the Bills' offence, which ain't great. Mm. So it's kind of those battles which are going to decide it. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I'd normally go with a home team, but I'm going to go with the Bills, just because Ooh. I think their defence is a, is better as a unit mm-hmm. than the Texans' offences. They certainly feel a bit more consistent though, in this season about yeah. putting up points. And that's exactly what... I mean, as a Steelers fan, you guys have... You guys have been 
the idols of doing this. You play through the season, you do what you need to do, and then when it comes to playoff time, you do it. Yeah. You just you win, and that's what it doesn't matter how, you just win. Right. And that's what you do. And that's what the Patriots have done. The Patriots have been experts at doing it as well. Mm-hmm. And so many teams haven't. And the Texans have been one of the teams that haven't. They've been great and they get to the playoffs and they lose. The same with Andy Reid teams as well. It is exactly well, until last same. season. They still didn't. They still didn't make the make the Super Bowl with. Easily, they got to the AFC Championship game and were a couple of minutes away from winning. One of the best teams. Yeah, well, they got Patrick Mahomes now, so you, the curse is gone. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes last season, son. Yeah, and they I, won games. I'm just not necessarily feeling that the Texans are that team. Okay. I don't think they're reliable in the playoffs. Ultimately, not historically, no. No, and ultimately, the best schemed team over the best fundamentals will win in the playoffs and I feel like that's the Bills mm. what's your thought on it well I don't disagree with you I would like the Texans to win this game to be honest I think if we're still worried about the Patriots if mm. the Patriots can take out the Titans I'd feel more comfortable with the Texans facing the Patriots than the Bills Yeah, because the Bills have faced them twice and lost twice so I'd rather the Texans who gave them a real go a couple of years ago in the playoffs a chance uh, because I know that Belichick is scared of Deshaun Watson. And they've actually beaten the Patriots this year. Mm. So the Texans have beaten the Patriots. Bills haven't done it twice. That's all I'm concerned about is someone beating the Patriots <laughs> this year. Because I don't want that Super Bowl. I don't want it again. They, Please, you don't need not to worry again. about that. Don't worry. Well, I am worrying about it, Dave, because I've seen almost every Super Bowl for the last 10 years. <laughs> and it's usually Brady and the centre for one of the two teams. <laughs> so, no, I will worry about it until they're out of the way. Uh, so yeah I would rather the Texans got through because they are the stronger team at beating bigger opposition yeah the Bills are good at beating weaker opposition and at least mixing it on their I, defensive side you're, you're absolutely right they've got a very good defense I do agree that against the Patriots you'd have to sort of side with the Texans just because there again it's offense against defense and Deshaun Watson is more likely to unlock them than I think um, Josh Allen is but at the same time I if if that's the route we're going down then technically (laughs) the Texans are the better option yeah Um, I just feel like the the Bills are the better um, outfit for for this team for this particular game it sounds weird to say in the fact that the the Texans are the better team there's no doubt about that front to back Um, but part of me just fancies the Bills you're Which right means... to be worried about that uh, that head coaching play calling. Oh, so yeah, and then some. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, whatever happens. And uh, yeah, one of them is going to go through to face either the Tennessee Titans or the New England Patriots. That's happening at one fifteen a.m. on yeah. the Sunday morning for us in the UK. So let's just talk quickly about the two teams. The Titans are a nine and seven record. They were five and three away. So again, another good away record. Patriots twelve and four with a six and two home record. So get to play in Foxborough, but on the wildcard weekend, which is obviously not good for getting through to the Super Bowl. No. I think if you have your bye week, you've got about an 80% chance of making the Super Bowl. Whereas if you have to play wildcard weekend, you've got about a 27% chance of making the Super Bowl. Uh, the two passes, you've got Ryan Tannehill, who's thrown for 2,742 yards in, what was it, 11 weeks? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, 22 touchdowns and six interceptions. Tom Brady has thrown for 4,057 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. The big threat, obviously, for the Titans is going to be Derek Henry on the Mm -hmm. ground. 
He's had 303 carries this year for 1,540 yards and 16 touchdowns. Sony Michelle on the other side has had about 50-odd carries less than that. 912 yards and 7 touchdowns. And on the receiving side, A.J. Brown, the rookie, has had a great first season. 52 receptions for 1,051 yards, 8 touchdowns. Edelman has had 100 receptions for 1,117 yards and 6 touchdowns. Last thing to talk about quickly is the injury report. Uh, currently, for the Tennessee Titans, Adam Humphreys is questionable, a wide receiver. For New England, uh, June Edelman, cornerbacks Jason McCourty and Jonathan Jones, and left tackle Marcus Cannon are all questionable. Edelman this game. Play. Edelman should play. <laughs> he will play, 100%. Yeah. I mean, he he's, might take some medication to uh, get on the field. He's used Easy. to doing that. But, uh, <laughs> I... It, Derek Henry's a big no smoke without fire question on this. <laughs> Derek Henry's the question, is he? Okay, he is because if they can get Henry some solid yards yes. and make room for him on that offensive line, um, it, it doesn't. He doesn't even have to have a hundred and fifty yard running game, even a hundred yard running game, just enough to the point where the Patriots respect it enough to put another man in the box mm-hmm. because then it opens up the back. And it allows Tannehill to have that over the top threat. Yeah. Now we're there's no doubt in that AJ Brown is going to be matched with DeCourt, uh, McCourney, and it's about whether or not he can win that battle. I don't think he has the experience to win that battle. You think Davis is with Gilmore? Uh, more than likely. Okay. Um, I don't honestly believe that Derek Henry is going to be able to make that necessary ground and it's going to be the Patriots who are going to win the game don't say that Have you? the, the Patriots can't stop I'm the run I'm sorry man have you seen them they had Nick Chubb running all over them when Cleveland okay and all they've done was put another man in the box and stop the run they can't stop the run they uh, I hope you're right Baltimore were the same they ran all over the Patriots they run right up the gut they've had trouble really, stopping the run really hope you're right it opens up play action yeah absolutely if you watch Brett Coleman I've given him so many plugs on this this podcast before <laughs> he just did one about the Patriots and how you can scheme against them they, they've they shown their tell in terms of Stefan Gilmore being very aggressive and jumping routes and he expects safety help over the top mm. and if you can move him off that then there is the same way that John Brown scored that touchdown for the, the Bills a couple of weeks ago in Foxborough you, you can trick them into the same old tells they have certain things they always do yeah um, so they become very very obvious in how they work the game against the Dolphins in week 17 they had a chance at the end of the first half to drive down the field to get some points before going in at the break they didn't take any time they had two timeouts and didn't take them so for some reason Bill Belichick wasn't helping Brady out on that one and that's yeah. usually what they like doing they score before half time and then and straight after half time it's a double, yeah. double whammy on that one same thing so, I do on Madden well exactly yeah so there's been every reason to believe that the Patriots are for real in terms of not being good this year yeah. they haven't played well against good teams anytime they face a decent team they've got beaten Chiefs, or they've had trouble Texans you know Ravens they've been smashed basically mm-hmm. and the Titans are a very good team especially with Tannehill rather than Mariota they've now got what I consider to be a legit passing quarterback there I like Tannehill I really like Tannehill and AJ Brown has been a massive help for them as well because Corey Davis is a great big-bodied receiver, yeah. but he's it's what is his fourth season now. He's had injury problems, granted, but he's never been the 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 
the worry for defences that he should be. Yeah. But AJ Brown is so quick, he catches so, the ball, he doesn't drop him. I was going to say, do you know what the biggest the biggest positive I could say about AJ Brown? He catches the ball on the run. Yes. So he doesn't... Um, and Tannehill's delivering it in stride yeah. as well. So Cortland Sutton is an ex-basketball player who will go up and win the pass. Yeah. And then come down. Possession, yeah. Juju kind of will run around, stop, grab the ball, turn, run. Yeah. And Brown is the exact opposite of that, where he will just catch the ball and keep running. Mm-hmm. Um, he ha- The only way he has a good day is if Tannehill has a good day. That has to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't see him as a possession receiver. And if that doesn't happen, that's where you're gonna. there's going to be big trouble. But Tannehill's played better than Brady this year. Oh, without so, a doubt. With, so you look at those, those positions, right? Tannehill, you take over Brady. Yes. In terms of regular season. Yes. Henry, you take over Sony Michel. In terms of regular season, yeah. Henry, you take over Sony Michel, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even and reach you'd, a thousand. You even have an argument for AJ Brown over June Edelman. In regular season, yes. Reg- yeah. So the I mean, only two, two completely different so players. The, the but... only thing going for the Patriots is the fact it's the postseason. We've seen this story so many times before. Yes. That's the only reason you'd bet on the Patriots this game. Not about how they actually look in front of your eyes. It's just. If you play scared against them, defensively, if you don't take the the chances, you aren't going to win the game. Defensively, they they look very good defensively, and but that's because they do. Of, but there are ways to beat them. They play the zero blitz. We know how to beat them on there's that. There's teams to there's ways to beat absolutely every team. Yeah, they've shown um, their they no have different. they've shown their tells. When you if you've got a girlfriend who constantly cheats on you, guess what? You're going to be worried every time she goes out in town. Exactly the same thing with the Patriots you're going to be worried every time they go into the offseason because they've done it so many times they couldn't stop the Dolphins on a 13 play drive okay. when they needed to this that, last week when that goes into the postseason it doesn't make nothing a was over 10 yards doesn't make a lick of difference we'll see it's the postseason I know it's it? the postseason I, I really hope you're right yeah, me too because <laughs> I think the, the Titans do deserve to progress in the playoffs I don't think the Patriots deserve to they're in a weak division I want to see Titans Bills <laughs> oh, actually, Titans Texans would be a good game again. Titans Bills, that would be a good game because that would that would be annoying for the Texans because they let them in. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But there shouldn't really be a reason why the Patriots win this game. But you know, if you're looking at player to player, I I take the Titans on that one. I'm mm. not going to put any money on it, but I would. I've, expect I've been saying the for a long time the Titans game. are sneaky good. The Titans are a very good team. They made the improvement of a quarterback. They saw the problem with was was Marcus Mariota, and yep. they actually moved off him. They brought in another starting quarterback yep. with the full intention to say, "Okay, you're on a on a short leash now," and they made the move. I, yep. I'm got nothing but respect for them for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is everything I was saying in the off season. Which is what the Patriots haven't done. No. They didn't no, move they did. on from Brady. No, they, did, did, they moved on Garoppolo and yes. Jacob Brissett. You know, they've taken everything away from him. They put in Antonio Brown because they knew they had no wide receivers. Mm. Mohamed Sanu's been bad since he turned up there. He was good in Atlanta. What's happened to Mohamed Sanu? The problem the problem with Sanu is you go you go two men on um on Edelman, but you go one man shallow, one deep. Because Every single cornerback says you can't cover Edelman just because of his movement. You can't. He doesn't have a tell in which way he's going to go. He doesn't do the same thing. He's got great feet, brilliant feet. But because you don't tradition, because you don't go with a traditional double man, it means you can essentially either stack the box for the run. Which, I mean, let's be honest, Sony Michel's is okay. He hasn't reached a thousand yards. He's not. Rex Burkhead is going to get used in this game, I think. Yeah, he's a battering ram who kill himself for three yards. Yeah, 
Um, but it means you can. He played for Cincinnati. He knows how good he's got it. Yeah, it means you can <laughs> you can either cover the short pass to Mohamed Sanu, yeah, or cover the deep threat. And how much of a deep threat is there with Brody throwing? Not much. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult, I think, for Sanu to have a good season to look brilliant. Because the one thing about Matt Ryan, I will say, he's got a decent arm on him. It's not always accurate, but he's got a decent arm on him. And Sanu is normally in single coverage because there's three guys draped all over uh, Julio, Jones. Julio Jones on the other side. Yeah. So it's a bit easier than he's getting right now. Yeah, I think you're being very nice to him. Maybe. Well, anyway, so that's the AFC side done. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Sunday night. Can we just, just, just for clarity. Go on, him. Winner. Titans. Of- so Titans and Texans. Titans, Texans. I'm going to go Bills, Patriots. Ooh, <laughs> symmetry. <laughs> I like it. So the Sunday games uh, kick off at 6.05 p.m. in the UK yeah. uh, with the Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. Vikings finished the season 10-6 and six with a 4-4 four and four away record. Saints 13-3 with a 6-2 and two home record. I'm getting deja vu, Jim. What is that? It's, it's happening again. Titans, <laughs> Vikings, Saints. Saints. Yes, this one's though in New Orleans rather than uh, yeah. in Minnesota. So the the two passes, obviously, it was it's not Case Keenum anymore. Nope. It's uh, Kirk Cousins. He finished the season with three thousand six hundred three yards, twenty six touchdowns to six interceptions. Is a very good stat line. And uh, this young guy called Drew Brees, two hundred two thousand nine hundred seventy nine yards. That's it. Yeah, twenty seven touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be an interception fest, this one, is it? You don't not. Uh, on the rushing side, you've obviously got Dalvin Cook up against Dalvin Kamara. So Cook's had 250 carries for 1,135 yards. That is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, only 171 carries for 797 yards and five touchdowns. And on the receiving side, Stefan Diggs, 63 receptions, 1,130 yards and six touchdowns against Michael Thomas, the phenom, 149 <laughs> receptions. That's a friend. That's a NFL record. 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. Of course, the problem for the Vikings first up is their injury report. Dalvin Cook and Alex Matteson uh, are on the questionable side, as well as linebacker Eric Hendricks. But I saw a report yesterday saying that Cooks is expected to play. Yeah. On the New Orleans side, uh, cornerback Eli Apple, safeties Von Bell and Marcus Williams who will vividly remember his game from two years ago, <laughs> and fullback uh, line, uh, Zach Lyon are all questionable as well. So that's the stats, but obviously football's not a game of stats when it's being played. So who's winning this game, Dave? Are we just going to say the Saints? Um, you can't, can you really discount the Vikings? Uh, yes. <gasps> to a certain okay. degree. I mean, they're the home team. They have talent. Um, in recent weeks, their talent hasn't appeared. Diggs has underperformed somewhat. No, no, Saints Thielen's. are home team. Saints are at home? Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, I misheard you then. Okay, I can make no <laughs> argument for the Vikings really? winning this. Okay. If the Vikings do win, yeah, and good luck to them, mm-hmm. I hope they win fair and square. <laughs> they won you, fair and square last time they you know, played. Yeah, I know, but with no I mean, so for instance, when we were going up to Wembley, um the wife and I got chatting to a couple of guys on the train. Yes. And he said, Oh, you're a Broncos fan, I was wearing orange. Oh, you're a Broncos fan, yeah, yeah. 
is uh and he was like oh would you ever go there i was like i've been there we had a whole chat and he was very nice mm-hmm. and he said he was a saints fan and i was like oh, okay so we again got chatting he's like oh we don't get robbed this season and i immediately went into this five minute tirade of you weren't robbed you had multiple <laughs> chances afterwards you went into overtime you bummed yourself it was ridiculous i went into this whole tirade about it and then he just sat there in silence and didn't talk to me for the rest of it. And then I was looking like, you're such a dick. <laughs> like, Why'd you do that? Because it annoys me that this is seen as a reality of their franchise. You it's weren't robbed. You were just not good enough. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No. It's okay not being good enough. You don't have to be robbed every single time. <laughs> but and I wanted the, to win. But if the Vikings do win, just I hope there's... I hope yeah. either... Please don't ask for it to be replayed. Yeah, I hope either there is no hesitation, no hint of it being controversial, or it's a complete fucking controversy. Every single pass that they throw is P.I. <laughs> all of them, are, they lose timeouts, all of the challenges go up, everything is... If you're going to moan about it, have it legit. If it happens to the Saints, they're going to take their ball and go home, yeah, I think. They will like, never play in the league again. Alvin Kamara catches a little slant pass, runs down the side, and Mike Zimmer comes on and wipes him out, and the referee calls a fair tackle. Yeah. That's the level I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're evil. Pure, pure evil, no, I think the Saints win because all over the field they're better. Dalvin Cook is a game changer. Dalvin Cook is better than Alvin Kamara this year. Uh, Yes, I agree. Uh, Alvin Kamara has been good in the past couple of weeks though. Um, Yeah, he has. But if if Cook can play and plays to the level, they Um, can be run off. Is... The Saints can be run on. And if they can get... Well, the other point is the the Vikings have got to get pressure through Daniel Hunter. Yeah. The, The Falcons showed the blueprint of how to beat the Saints at home. You've got to put pressure on Breeze. You've got to get to him quickly. Um, because if you do that, it doesn't matter if Michael Thomas can catch every ball in the world. Mm-hmm. The ball's not coming out to him. So their front four have got to really be on it. Um, positionally, I oh, I just don't see that there's enough scheming from the Vikings for them to have any success that's going to change the game. Because all that will happen is Breeze will just step back, check it in, um, shotgun snap, and just play off easy slants I, I it, trust the Vikings defence more than the Saints defence in this game I know I'm sure. being like contrarian now or something not but. sure not really not sure and there are a few um, positionally as I say there are a few uh, Vikings players that I would prefer I think they're better at tight end I think Rudolph's a better tight end mm-hmm. I think secondary receiver they're well, better Jared Cook Jared has a great season he has but you get you get offered Rudolph or Cook you go in Rudolph Right, pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondary receiver, I think um, the Vikings are potentially better. But again, pass. Feelings had a really bad down year this he's, year. He's not been great. Not been great. And last week, fantasy scored zero points. Um, he did score zero points. Yeah. Right? So I, I think it's the Saints to lose, which makes yeah. me want the Vikings to win. And I will be cheering sure. on the Vikings just. For the record, I'm going to be cheering for the Vikings that day. Okay, I think the Saints will win though. Saints are the better team. Doesn't mean yeah. they're going to win the game. Uh, and teams have won in New Orleans this year. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings are a very well-run team. And I think that if if everything can fall into place for them, then they have got the the, the weapons to win that game. Um, I did back the Saints earlier this season to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they are the team I want to win the Super Bowl the least. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Even more so than the Patriots. I'd rather the Patriots win than the Saints. Okay. 
I don't know why that is there. Is that just because of the fans? My, my reasons are my own. <laughs> don't share them with us, please, on this podcast. <laughs> right. I don't want to hear them. <sighs> please tell me. So the last game <laughs> the last game is at a fairly respectable 9.40pm in the UK, and that is the Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles, oh. who are the team that managed to get out of the NFC least. Uh, the Seahawks finished with an 11-5 and record, and that's a 7-1 and away record. Seven and one away record for the Seahawks, crazy. And the Philadelphia Eagles finished nine and seven, five and three home records. So these teams actually played against each other in Week Twelve. Yeah. Seahawks won in Philadelphia, seventeen points to nine. Uh, if we're looking at the two quarterbacks, that's Russell Wilson against Carson Wentz. Wilson finished the season with four thousand one hundred and ten yards passing, thirty-one touchdowns to five interceptions. Carson Wentz, four thousand thirty-nine yards despite having no receivers. 27 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. So eerily similar in terms of uh, stats there. In the rushing game, well, I haven't got anything for Marshawn Lynch, but uh, Chris Carson (laughs) was the leading rusher for the Seahawks. Uh, He had 278 carries for 1,230 yards and 7 touchdowns. Miles Sanders had 179 carries for 818 yards and 3 touchdowns. So that's going to be the biggest point in the game, I think. In receiving... You've got Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks, had 82 receptions for 1,057 yards and 8 touchdowns. Philadelphia's best receiver was Zach Ertz, 88 receptions for 916 yards and 6 touchdowns. So, um, two things there. Yep. One were missing Carson for the Seahawks, and two were missing a wide receiver as the, the best receiver for the Eagles. Uh, we are, but Ertz left last week's game injured. Yes. Um, Dallas Goddard stepped up significantly. Good. We've time. also seen um, a significant step up from Sanders as well. Yep. Um, as you mentioned, I there's too many injuries and too many holes and too much going on. There's too much noise around the Eagles. I don't see them being enough of a threat. I don't see them being dangerous enough. I mean, Miles Sanders is on the questionable list as well. And Lane Johnson at right tackle. Yeah. Brandon Brooks and uh, guard and de- defensive end Deshaun Hill are on IR. For the Seahawks, Michael Kendricks is out. Wide receiver John Brown's doubtful. Safety Quandre Diggs and tight end Luke Wilson are questionable. I mean, Luke Wilson's not a huge mess. Um, no, he's not. I Again, I just think this, this ultimately is who's going to end up losing to the 49ers. That's what this game is. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Pretty much. Um, I would find it more interesting watching a rerun of the game we saw the other day, 49ers Seahawks, than I would 49ers Eagles. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to go for the Eagles in this game. Convince me. <laughs> okay. So, despite everything, they're in the playoffs. They're at home. Okay. And last game, they actually had, like you said, Dallas Collett played well. Uh, Greg Ward has been playing well the last few weeks. He's dropped a few, though. He's dropped it fine. Everyone drops a few passes. Not as many as Eagles receivers have mostly been doing this season. Mm. And if Sanders does play, which I expect him to do, and if he doesn't, you've got, who is it, Boston Scott as the other running back? <laughs> you've got you've got people that just believe that they have some sort of destiny. There's always some sort of destiny when you get into the playoffs, you know, especially mm. if you've not played very well all season. You're just ha- happy to be there. And the Seahawks were battling for that um, top seed in the AFC West that's always worse you know when you get to playoffs it's always worse for the team that thought they were going to get through and then have to go and play more games same thing in in English football 
a team that finished third against a team that finished sixth, you favour the team that finished sixth because they just happen to be there and they might actually be on a run. Whereas the team that's higher up, they might have lost a couple of games recently. They've suffered some massive injuries. Chris Carson can't be understated on how big a hole that's going to be. Yeah, They've had some good receiving play. Tyler Lockett, like I said. DK Metcalf's been great as well. They brought back Marshall Lynch to try and give themselves a boost. But this is the kind of horrible game stadium to walk into those Philly fans are going to show them no love whatsoever. They're going to be doing everything they can for that Eagles team. And the Eagles have got the pedigree as well. They've been to the Super Bowl. They've won it recently. You know, they're going to have the tail up getting in there and beating the uh, beating the Giants last week, seeing their rival Cowboys get knocked out as well. I think they're on a, on a high and I think they're going to have a chance to win it at home. So you make the point about the Eagles having the pedigree because they've been to the Super Bowl recently. Yeah. Who's the leader of any team? The quarterback. Yeah. Has the quarterback been to a Super Bowl recently? No. <laughs> Who's the leader of the Seahawks? Did he get him into the playoffs? Who's the leader of the Seahawks? Russell Wilson. How many Super Bowls has he been to? Two. There you go. How many did he lose them? Uh, he won one. Their defense won one. He, and he lost them one. He won one. <laughs> um, and play calling lost the other. Oh, but there's unfinished, unfinished business there. There's un- yeah, it might be, but that doesn't mean it's fair. Mm. I'm saying that home field advantage is going to be massive for the Eagles. Yeah. If it was in Seattle, yeah, fine. I'd probably go with the Seahawks, but they don't really have a running game now. And they re- they relied on Chris Carson so much yeah. to get that game started. And I think that if the Eagles can get at them, well, I think Homer looked okay as sort of a gadget running back, not as a power yeah. running back. Um, I, d- I wasn't massively impressed, I'm not going to lie. He looked a bit like... Well, no, uh, he's not going to be brilliant, is he? Well, he? He looked a bit like Austin Eckler, and he's not going to get you mountains of yards. No, no, no. Not, I mean, in terms of the way he played, not necessarily what he did. <laughs> right, okay. Um, but yeah, there's not enough in the Eagles to convince me otherwise. I hope, as I say, I hope I'm kind of wrong. I want the Seahawks to win purely because I think them against the 49ers will be a better game um, if the Eagles go through I'm happy with that as well don't mind too much um, I just think it'll be the same I just think it'll be the Seahawks if I'm honest I, I, just, I can't really make a compelling case for it being the Eagles well I just did I think I made a case for the Eagles you made a case it's not easy when You're they've not, got a 9-17 no, in there <laughs> to scrape in uh, but yeah don't underestimate home field advantage and don't underestimate Carson Wentz in the pinch. I, I'm i a big fan of Carson Wentz. Big yeah. fan of Carson Wentz. I just, well, he's just not Russell Wilson. Are you? Yeah. Well, no, you like Daniel Jones more. So, Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> well, done for me. <laughs> I'd take Carson Wentz. I mean, if Daniel Jones. Jones was playing for the Eagles. <laughs> Let's be honest. They, they get four wins as well, don't they? <laughs> there you go. So those are the four games happening this weekend. So just again for clarity on the NFC side. Um, I'm going Saints, Saints Seahawks, and I'm going Vikings Eagles. Oh, we're literally polar opposite. That's amazing. I don't, I don't think we you just went for the the, the favourite in each game. That's uh, not how it works. Not really, have I? Well, I think so. The team the better record. New uh, Orleans have won 13 games to Minnesota's 10, and Seattle have won 11 games to Philadelphia's nine. Okay. So yeah, you pick the team with a better record. That's not how it always works, though. Coincidence. That's all it is. 
Uh, and then the same thing with the, well, apart from the Bills and Texans, they had the 10 game each. So, so coincidence. That's literally all it is. It's Patriots because they won 12 games and they're at home and they're the Patriots. No. <laughs> pa- no, historically, Patriots in the wild card are bad. Yeah. But I'm going Titans in that game. Because I'm, going for, I'm going for the underdog. I'd rather, I'd rather die on the good side. <laughs> I'm going for the underdog. Than live on the evil side. <laughs> Hopefully they're going to be good games whatever happens. I'm sure there's going to be a blowout or two in there. and uh, there's, some. There's going to be one before. game which is going to be utter dross. It's probably going to be the Patriots game. It's going to be terrible to watch. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I think it might be the first one, to be honest. <laughs> nah, it'll be good fun. Good luck to all uh, all eight teams playing this weekend. Obviously, four of them are going to be sitting back and just enjoying it and yep. getting ready because that's going to be the tougher test in the divisional round. That's the best weekend, I think, of the season. It's a divisional round because you get... Championship the, games. No, you get the best best eight teams left. I love the championship games because you always get a star that has to rise up in a big moment and you can see he's shaking like a shitting dog. I don't want to <laughs> mess up. I don't want to mess up. And everyone's so nervous and something magical always happens yes always <laughs> there you go yeah so thank you very much for listening guys uh, yeah I hope you enjoy the weekend and come back to listen to us again next week when we'll be breaking down what happened in those wildcard games until next week I've been Jim that's been Denver David thank you so much for listening yeah.